0: All right. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Kings and Tree's podcast. I'm here with my co-host Dean Sweetman. Dean, how are you, sir?
1: Mate. Good. Incredible. You
0: know, folks just keep signing on to live golf. I saw yesterday, Bubba Watson. Bubba Watson, maybe next.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, the tournament starts tomorrow. Pro-Am's today. And you know, it's the, it's the whole forget, like, I read this article today. It's like, forget Coke and Pepsi. You know Samsung and Apple. Yeah. And like this is globally right now. Mm-hmm. This is the biggest thing going as far as rivalry in business. Yep. And uh, these are businesses, right? They're the mm-hmm. DJ op- is, op- operates as a nonprofit, like the NFL does mm-hmm. too, I think. But yeah, which is the weird.
0: Nonprofit that pays the uh, the
1: CEO, the CEO eight million, million a year, six million a year,
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> Whatever right. it was. <laughs> I think what's his name, Goodell's last year. is you know, the <laughs> thirty six million as a nonprofit okay. CEO.
1: That's a uh, that's a good term um, for him. So anyway, yeah, live golf. I can't I wait to going, watch this. I
0: th- I meant to text you because I saw this tweet. I have I follow like the live golf update. Oh yeah, same account. And they're giving ownership equity ownership to, to the, the captains. captains of each team.
1: So here's what they're trying to do.
0: So genius.
1: Um, Ten years ago, the the IPL was born.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it's a it's an Indian cricket league for of twenty over cricket. It's short form cricket. Super exciting. Those franchises today of those teams are worth billions of dollars. So Greg Norman, Australian, understands cricket, watches what's gone on in cricket in the last 10 years. He's like, I'm gonna bring that to to golf. Team like so these will become franchises. Mm-hmm. And these team captains are gonna have ownership and then they're gonna get corporate people to come in. Like I, I saw Adidas is gonna come in, Adidas um is yeah. gonna come in like right, with, with um DJ. So like it's this is a whole this is blowing up. Every mm-hmm. aspect of traditional golf, and I absolutely love it.
0: So, my father in law was in town this last week, and he's like the opposite. Like, i no, there's Boycott, games. he's a traditionalist, right? And I just love poking the bear with him. Oh, yeah. And he was like, oh, everyone's sponsorships are leaving them. And I'm like, no, uh, okay. uh. <laughs> they're not. Yep. Yeah. And uh, he, it was, it was great. Yeah. It's so cool. Um, my buddies at the golf club are split. Work.
1: Like they're it's fifty, they- 50 around here, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm on the range and you know, and I'm I, like, hey man, you know, what do you think about? Lib? <laughs> and then yeah, like, some of the younger guys are like, man, it's awesome. This is great. So, yeah, it's fun. Yeah,
0: yeah. The traditionalists are not about it, but they're not going to have much of a choice. I don't think. No, no, it's good. I, I don't think that. It's well, they're
1: going to have to come together at some point and yeah. and share the mm-hmm. and that, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun to watch.
0: Yeah. So okay, an interesting thing happened a couple days ago. Um, this is today's July twenty eighth. So by the time people are listening to this, will be next early next week. But um, let's see here. The Instagram CEO comes out with this video. So I guess some backstory here. Obviously, Instagram has changed a bunch, right? Especially over the last couple of years, yep. they've totally had to try and compete with TikTok. So it's become primarily video and reels, like
1: which I noticed. With- I'm, like I'm not an mm-hmm. avid Instagram person. But you know, I use it. I post every now and again, um, and I'm like, man, this is becoming like TikTok. Why? Why are they moving away from yeah. like photos?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're they're incentivizing reels. You right. know, like if you post a reel, it it you may have like our vast account has like 1,500 followers right. maybe, and we'll post a reel and it'll get 10,000 views. Right, right. Amazing. And it's like I don't know where this. Where's that coming from? I don't know where this is coming from, but they're incentivizing it. But what it's doing is it's messing up all the people who have built their businesses on Instagram, yep. and who Instagram has partnered with over the right. years to keep them on their on their platform. Like Kylie
1: right? Jenner so is like up and down, like
0: yeah. So yeah, so the Kardashians did a no. post where they were basically like, "Bring back Instagram, right. bring back right. the real Instagram." So the CEO does a video, <laughs> which. He posted Instagram and then posts to Twitter, which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, and he basically just said, hey, I know that you guys want this. And then the way he said it was, we're going to continue to support photos, right. which is just such yeah. a hilarious way to respond to all of the people who want photos. But basically he's saying, this is the direction we're going. Our data tells us users like video more. They're sharing more videos right. in the DMs. They're posting more videos. So, like, you know, we're going to keep the legacy photo thing going. Yeah. But sorry if you don't like it. Video is yeah. is the future. Well there's two there's two um, things
1: causing this. One, mm-hmm. Meta, which owns Facebook and Insta, is under pressure. They just missed earnings today. First quarter on quarter, first time. Um Wow. They're shifting everything to the metaverse. That's a big bet. That's mm-hmm. a that's a multi billion yep. dollar gamble. And they get and the second thing is they're getting hammered by TikTok, who are just crushing. Right. Uh, and then the mm-hmm. third thing is they got they got hammered by Apple. Estimated loss of revenue from the Apple privacy change: ten billion in one year. Oh my gosh. So
0: break that down. Can you break down even just like in layman's terms what that did? Because that I know was
1: that was such a power move, a huge thing for Facebook. Yeah, or, by yeah. Tim Cook, like to basically and all it did, by the way, is allow the user to opt in or opt out of advertising right on platforms. Yes, uh, Facebook mm-hmm. and others. And there was such a power move because they're like, "We're the kings of privacy. where we're gonna, you know, give you the the you know the keys to your digital kingdom." And they turned ju- mm-hmm. it just. T- can you imagine losing ten billion in profit from from having like a competitor, <laughs> in a sense, not a competitor, but basically, basically just flip just the flip the switch on you, right? And that's the mm-hmm. power of platforms. <laughs> like, you know, like yeah. Google do it like Google changed their algorithm. I have, you wouldn't believe how much money we spend on making sure all of our search terms are performing at optimum mm-hmm. level, um, you know, mm-hmm. in, in our business. It's like, it's a, we spend all this money, not just on ads, but to make sure the ads work because mm-hmm. the algorithms are changing all the time mm-hmm. and that search terms are ranking differently all the time. It's, it's a whole science SEO is a whole industry, but man, mm-hmm. what a power move from, uh, from Apple. So, yep. You know, Zucks in bad shape. So, my gut is they should have stuck with photos because that's what got them there, and they just sort of tweaked stuff. Yep. And um, but they're—I I think they're gonna hurt their platform because. But you know, having said that, they—they they do tend to c- copy and and do pretty well. Other yeah. Stuff, right. So,
0: well, that was gonna be my question too. Is like, so these people that are—I guess maybe what they're thinking is. Okay, so these people that have built these massive platforms right. on Instagram, they're not going to leave Instagram. Because I bet
1: you they're on still, TikTok too.
0: They're in, right? Yeah, they're, exactly. They're on TikTok. So the idea is like that's become their main competitor, and so instead of creating a, did I break up? Yeah,
1: and look, they've got people who produce all this. So to put it up on Insta and put it up on TikTok's mm-hmm. no big deal. We're at that level, but yep. I don't know, dude. It's uh, it's turned me off Instagram. But I'm an old interesting. I just I just want yeah. to see the photos of my friends' kids and that I don't see anymore, right? That's that's yep. why I used to exactly. kind of go on there. Um anyway, mm-hmm. fun times. Yep.
0: Yeah, interesting. Oh, hey, you know what I thought about before we go to this next topic? Shout out to our friends at oh, Ghost Dice yeah. who are listeners of the podcast. Here's why. Because in the span of the last year, they have launched they first of all they launched another product last month that's already that. profitable, by the way. That's called the ice nice. Diner, But they're and they're building a they they bought one of those ADU, like prefab ADUs that they're really? in their backyard to be there Which actually, if, their if anyone
1: doesn't so know what, what that so... is, basically LA County said if you've got a space in your backyard, you can drop a nine hundred square foot house in your backyard. Go for it. And everyone's doing it. Yep.
0: Yes. Yes. So they had been looking for they had been looking up um uh, uh-huh. office space and they couldn't get any good right. deals. They didn't like it. And, and Tony said, you know what? I, like, I want to be around right. my family and kids. Let's just build this thing in the backyard. So they're building this thing it. in the backyard. He just went to his job and basically said to them, and I'll check with him that make sure we can say this publicly, but he was telling me this yesterday, he went to his job and said, look, my business is blown up. Uh, I need to, instead of just quitting, I need you to give me a month off to test hey. whether or not I can do this full time. And, um, so his, his, his company said, okay, so he's got the whole month of August off and they're going to test him doing this full-time running these two products. He's been getting hit up. He got hit up by Wayfair it's a product on their site. Yeah. So it's just, it's wild. And he's literally gone every step of the way. And he was like, look, if I get to the end of the month and I think (laughs) I can still do my job and keep these two, two products going, Mm -hmm. like might as well just do it. So it's like such a cool, like. Talk about crawl, walk, run. Uh, He is just absolutely, absolutely killed it. He has people, this new product, he has people hitting him up. And he's going, you need to give me eight weeks. I'm building an office in my backyard. And, uh, like, I got to get my supply chain set up and going. And they won't get back to you. And so it's just such a cool shout out to the folks at Ghost Ice. And uh, Ghost Ice Systems, you guys are killing it. So, okay, let's do this. I found, last week we talked about raising money. Um, which I thought was good and is becoming increasingly yep. more difficult in the environment that we're in. I, I actually probably yes, more difficult, but probably more yeah. what it's actually yeah, lots of to be like right? save money. Uh in 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 many ways. So um I came across a list of some uncommon questions that right. investors may ask. You know, there's obviously the tactical stuff, but I think especially when you're a young business, um, uh, you really people Brilliant. are betting on you also. Like I was talking to someone the other day about potentially investing. And at the end of the, my whole spiel, he was like, It looks like I'm yep. pretty much just like cool. I'm buying I'm buying into you right no. now. Especially in anything pre pre revenue. So, yes. Yeah. So th- there's some here's some good questions. I just want to run through them and actually just kind of get your thoughts yep. on how you would answer these, right? So the first one is what entrepreneurs do you admire and yep. why? I think that's a great question because it's like who do you, you know, you're gonna at least semi emulate the people that you look to, right? Yeah, and, people that you and look I think you're
1: going to and, tell your age a bit, right? So I think about Steve Jobs, I think about Bill Gates, I think about, you know, Sergey and and the guys at Google, like you know, the, the, that but I'm yet, I've been around and 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 following kind of markets a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're younger, right, you're probably gonna you're gonna know who the co-founders of of Spotify are. You're gonna know, you know. Like, like
0: yep the big right the, the big youtuber and the youtube brands they built like right.
1: mr Beast. like i'm be i do not know mr beast but most people yeah. don't even know who he is but i would put the collison no. brothers in there yeah. that, that that started stripe you know obviously those guys yep. are just legends so yep. yeah i think um if you're uh if you're an entrepreneur you, you've been living in entrepreneur land and startups for a long time and so you're gonna have your favorites mm-hmm. for sure but it's probably mm-hmm. going to be a bit um yep. connected to dem demographics maybe yeah,
0: yeah. Um, cool. So number two, how do you track trends in your market? Um, investors want to know that you're aware of your industry as well as where you go to find data to stay yeah. on top of industry trends, yeah. which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. We talk a lot yeah. about being informed, right? So it's, it's kind of a cool. question. would be like, "Hey, what are yeah. you reading? What do you what do you read? What do you watch? How do you know what's yeah, going on?"
1: Yeah, just, in just about every world? market vertical has um, some kind of industry report. Right, so we have Giving USA is a big report that comes out every year. It's around giving to nonprofits, right? So that's a big part of, you know, our business. Okay. Um, the other thing too is I, I think in this is that um, you you, you got to know what your competitors are doing. So a little bit back to like, you know, Zuckerberg, you know, he, he goes and sees what's working and then he goes and does it better. Um, you know, just- Jobs on the other yeah. hand was the forefront and just invented stuff, right? But I think knowing what's going on in the marketplace with your competitors is a really smart thing to do. You don't want to be fixated on it too much mm-hmm. because you want to focus and build your own products and yeah. um, and and go to market yourself. But yeah. keep an eye on what's going on, and then I just think having a finger on the pulse from mm-hmm. your customers, right? Like here, asking yeah. your customers what problems they have, just like you did the first time when you started your company to solve a specific problem. Yeah. I think you got to keep on that edge, right? So our CX team are, you know, mm-hmm. we shifted our product managers to be much more engaged with our customers in the last 18 months, uh, which sounds like, like shouldn't no have voiced okay. on that. But, you know, we grew so fast, we kind of could hardly do that. But, you know, our product, guys, right? mm mm-hmm.
0: Because it would be generally like customer success. Yeah. Each person would be the main um, connection. The, they're listening,
1: you know, on, on pain points and fixing stuff. The product. Yep. Side of the business, the people that manage the, our products yeah, that we build and yeah. maintain and grow yeah. and add features—they're yeah. um, talking mm-hmm. to customers more. Mm-hmm. So sure. they're they're trying to hear yeah, and yeah, see yeah. what the customer needs going forward, so we can plan. You know, it's going to take us six months to bring something from design and pitch it to the team and get the you know how long is it's going to take to build, and then the UI on the front end it's got to get desired. Then the engineers got to go and do the back end and. Like, it takes a bit, right? So um, having having a real yep. kind of connection to your customers using your product is, you know, pretty big big time as well.
0: Yeah, um, which I think is great. But number three, like number three question, can you tell me a story yeah, yeah, about a customer it. using your product? Um, the best pitches are the one that open up a story about how your customer use real names right. and be as specific as possible. Um, and I think that's massive. In fact, I just was listening to a... Um, uh, podcast with Jason Kalkanis and he was talking about how that's like one yeah. question, especially in this environment. He's like, "Okay, give me three, cu- give me three customers I can talk to," and he's amazed by them. the amount of founders yeah, that yeah. connect him with anyone. And early. he's like, "That's red flag number one is like right. you won't let me talk
1: to a customer." So early days, you know, right, um, we'd have customers, used, that, right? you know, start using the online giving, and their giving would go up, right? So like, we out that. Now, fast forward, we produce yep. two to four minutes. And we send a crew around like mm-hmm. the country. In fact, I've got a guy that he's he's driving an it's RV around America with him and his family, and he's a video our video production guy. And he literally we say, Hey, we've got a customer in like Boise, Idaho. And he's like, Okay, it's it's you That's know amazing. right? And they they might Work be using going, a product, they might be using texting give or they might be using our messaging product. We literally, and yep. so we do these kind of promotion events a couple times a year um and we bake these stories in so yeah like early days have some customers who have a great experience and we'll be honest and you can present to investors yep. or whatever um but get better and better at storytelling your success and use that over and over, and over again that's yeah that's the best form of advertising man customers who are singing singing praises.
0: yeah yeah that's huge um Okay, number six. What will your market look like in five years as a result of using your product or service? Yeah. Um, that's another great question. This is an opportunity to tell the growth of your company through you know sharing a compelling story, paint a picture of the future. Um, this helps show investors that you're able to envision and think critically about how your product right. and your customer will evolve over time. So my initial thought to that is, and I'd love to know what you think, it's like, yeah, what's what's the result? But also, yep. what are some of the biggest, like, headwinds? Like, what are some of the biggest things sure. that could go wrong? So you yeah. as the investor at least know I'm thinking or, you know, whoever is going, oh, man, this this could be a potential right. obstacle. And I have, a, have
1: an, an angel investment with a company and they're facing some headwinds, right? And the founder is really good he just every three months you know i get this update here's what we're facing here's the problems we're facing here's what we're doing to combat them um we cut some ending we you know we pushed our our you know burnout to 30 months um here's, here's these black swan yep. events that could really hurt us so like you've got to be on the offense right in telling the truth to investors. Um, cause if you do, a, if you get to like where you're going to run out of money, you're going to have to go back to them. And if, had, if they don't know the truth of what's going on, they're just going to cut it loose and go, this is a loss and you're, you're dead. So, yeah. you know, communication is key on this as far as that goes, but you know, you, you're, you're also can't get bogged down in the negative too much. you got to tell the story of mm-hmm. the TAM and the products yeah. that you're going to build and the way in which your customers current and future are going to benefit from all the things you're going to do for them. So it's a blend of both.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, All right, number eight, I thought was really cool. And obviously, this is, you know, for a very small amount of companies that grow and scale past being a small business. But uh, what if three or five years down the road, you think you're not the right person to continue running this company? Mm -hmm. How will you address that? Huge. That's a pretty big question. You know, like like, what happens if this, this thing gets
1: too so, big for you? You know, uh, how you have to approach it is, w- is my ego going to allow me to make a bad decision about mm-hmm. the future of this company? I should be getting someone more experienced yeah. to run this business at some point. And you have a, the vast chunk of your net mm-hmm. worth locked up in this company, Right. So Mm -hmm. the answer to that is a lot of CEOs have too big an ego (laughs) not to bring someone in who could take this thing to the next level beyond them. Right? Um, That's that's a thing.
0: Yeah. Is that a big – so like – and I've literally – all I would know is what I read, have read about with companies that IPO. But like a lot of times if you're preparing for an IPO and you're going to approach a bank, like – I'm guessing there's a lot of times where those people say, hey, listen, if we're going to put this IPO together, Mr. CEO or Ms. CEO is going to have to basically step aside and we're going to have to bring in a hired gun right. or at some point after the IPO or like – because there are different levels of growth in which there are different
1: skills needed so for a CEO. Is that the trend in the last five years is to, to stick with founders. Prior to that, you, the hired guns were the, the way to go. That has actually since shifted. Yeah. Um, because a lot okay. of founders are really good CEOs, right? And so they're proving right. that they know and understand the product, the market, the fit, the everything, the employees, all the things that go up to make a company yeah. successful, they're actually better than a hired gun. Mm-hmm. So there's been a shift away from that to, yeah. you know, founder-led businesses, IPOing, um, and, you know, that's, that's the trend today because there's been a tonne. You know, look yep. at the, the Collison brothers in Stripe, right? So they're, there's no way, like, when that company IPOs, and it will at some point. Um, I, I'd, I'd be shocked if they'd bought in a high hired CEO. Those guys are just, they've grown that business to, like, $100 right. billion dollar business. <laughs> right? It's like, why would you get rid of that? that yeah. Those guys. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I yeah. think the trend yeah. is backing um, founders and co-founders, and I think that's good, actually. So that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: And I guess there's sometimes like something that I think about one of the favorite one of my companies Mm -hmm. I really love to follow is virtual sports because they're so unconventional and they never should have worked like it just never should have made sense for them. But there came to a point where they were going to get bought by pin gaming. And I think part of the deal was David Portnoy was like, look, I don't I like making content. I like doing what I do. And so let's yep. find a CEO that really fits well with, and then he works really well with. They brought on a female CEO, so it's almost like, it's almost like, do I have the capacity? To and do he's a bit irrelevant too, it? you know. I think for him it was right. like, I don't want to, I don't exactly. He wouldn't be a great. He's not. Yeah, you need someone well, that can. When you his him, right? his
1: kind of, um, kind of shtick, you know, in what he does is not really what a CEO should be doing. So, like, credit to him for staying okay. in his lane. Like I just want to go do pizza reviews, right, and get like what I do. eighty thousand views yeah. on on some pizza review that I do that boosts <laughs> this brand over and over, and let yep. someone you know, and then he can just yep. be out doing his crazy stuff. Like they're all I see this, like like they're watching a game and there's like beer and 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 whiskey and and like it's just craziness, and he's in the middle oh, of yeah. it all, right? Like yeah. that was smart on his part for yeah. him to do what he does because he's. Yeah. You know, and let the ceo yeah, and, right. in the in the back office yep. worry about the day-to-day yeah contrary to that yeah contrary to that right elon, oh, well those are just some mi- yep elon is mm-hmm. ceo and and yes. twitter yeah like true. maniac like and says some crazy stuff yep and and gets hammered for it in the markets yes. when, when tesla or something takes yes. a hit but he yes. doesn't care and so there's a contrast right where he's like mm-hmm. i'm i'm founder i'm ceo and yeah. I'm still going to be a little crazy sometime. So take it or leave it.
0: <laughs> yeah. E- e- yeah, exactly. Man, I- Elon, oh we-, we should do like a series of episodes with I love him because I just find him to be the most fascinating, fascinating human being. Even this last weekend, right? Like this report comes out that he. Yeah. Cause divorce though? between the Google co-founder and his wife, and it's in it's in the Wall Street Journal, and he basically responds with a right. photo of him and the co-founder of Google right hanging out together right. that day, and is Holy. like, "This is completely fake. I don't know what this, what this is." And then he responded. He said, "I haven't even. Had, said, I rarely get to <laughs> have sex anyway. Sigh. Like as having a lot a, of kids, so he must care. be doing you something." <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay, so quickly, let's do three. That that was great. Those are just some of the more maybe intangible yep. things that people need to be thinking about, so that you're not just robotic numbers, dollars, Absolutely. but hey, I'm a real guy or girl with a real personality. And these are the things I need to I need to know, and people are going to ask me so quickly, three entrepreneurial traits um, that I came across this week that I thought were good. Uh, number one, thriving under pressure. And um, you know what separates the good from extraordinary is the ability to perform in high-pressure situations, which is things like tight deadlines, negative feedback, tense disagreements, and then the ability to like take every situation yeah. as a this
1: challenge. is. Uh, um,
0: there is 100%. there's an innate pressure to being an and this more, is where right? comp- in
1: many compartmentalization, compartmentalization is critical. So you've got to be able to go yes this lives here, and mm-hmm. uh, then I get I get home. Yep. I got, wife and family and you know if you're young you've got kids so you got to be able to put that in there and lock it up and then but then unlock it and go to battle right forget mm-hmm. when when the times are tough um so you
0: yep that's one thing i've seen I've, I've learned from you a lot i ever since i've met there i don't think i've ever been around dean sweetman whether it be in ministry or in business where i'm like <laughs> Man, he seems really stressed or like it yeah. seems like there's a lot Look, of, i of, have my moments in, like you do a good job of yeah. If you're at, totally, if yeah. you're in hang mode, 100%. you're hanging.
1: Uh, but, you know, look, what I mean, you know, um, it's a fine line between kind of faking it, you know, which I never want to do. But yeah. sometimes like mm-hmm. the the leader, if they're stressful and the troops see the general worried. Right. It's like that's not good for the troops. And so but then you got to blend yeah. that with honestly, you know, presenting what the facts are in yes. this moment. Um and mm-hmm. and kind of you know yeah. being real too so it's it's a fine line but you know you you everyone works kind of under pressure differently you know but,
0: yeah that's the tough part about being the leader everyone wants your candor and authenticity but yeah they also right. want you to be <laughs> steady and not shaken yeah. not and being so and confident all the time so you have to figure so, out the totally. <laughs> yes yeah yeah cool thriving under pressure okay next yeah. Ex- I like this one a lot execution over planning. Uh, the George Patton quote: "A good plan, violently executed now, is better 100%. than a perfect plan executed next week." Um, yeah. A great plan yeah. isn't great if it's not executed. I love that, and that's probably a trait that I've seen in people that
1: I've yeah. It's it's an eighty twenty thing, right? Plans about twenty percent Execution's yeah. about eighty, mm-hmm. right? So it's not it's not hard to get in a room with a yep. you know, five smart people and get a plan, right? Like whether it's a short term plan, a long term mm-hmm. plan, a product plan, a marketing plan, like just this is good a plan, right? Yeah. But then the hard work is 80% is yeah. actually executing the plan. So make sure you're you're the planning is right. 20%. And the execution is 80. And then adjust yeah. course if you need to on the on the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, great. And then last instinct and guts.
0: I thought this was great. Um, many times you have a fraction of a second to make a decision. If you pause time is gone, the ability to think on your feet is an underrated skill. So the ability to
1: make a decision. Yeah, I think it's kind of back proven back. psychologically. It's proven, you know. And as and as believers too, we have this kind of we have access to the the peace, you know, of the Holy Spirit. So if I'm having to make a yep. fast decision with not all the facts, I'm just going to pause for a moment. Doesn't take very long, and I'm like Holy Spirit, this is what my gut is, mm-hmm. you know. And without getting spooky on it, right? Yep. Hearing from God, I, I don't. I typically don't yep. function like that. But yep. I, I want to feel a bit of peace, you yep. know. Just maybe I take five minutes and just go for a walk. And okay, this is what I'm feeling. Um, benefits, pros, cons. My gut says do this, and then you do it. You can't hesitate. You can't go like, mm-hmm. oh, gotta go. Yep. And and then if you hit a wall, then you got to stop again mm-hmm. and go. Okay, I gotta turn the. I gotta turn left instead of right, and have the courage to do that too. But typically. Mm-hmm your gut, your first gut reaction is usually the right one, right? Like there's, there's tons of books written about that. Like right. go with your gut, go and look that up mm-hmm. on Amazon. Mm-hmm. There's probably 40 books on like the first, what? Yep. Yep. And I did this um, leadership feedback thing the other day with some of my, ma- you know, management team. And, and it's like, I had to give the first like thought about, you know, their performance in this or that and how I thought mm-hmm. or how I thought they could change or how I thought they could do better. I you, I wasn't allowed to. Like think about it, it was just bam, and uh, mm-hmm. one guy, I, you know, I, I said cool. uh, his strengths were like, <clears throat> um, um, solid, and and predictable, and then my 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 thing was like take mm-hmm. more risks. It was the thing for him to work on, right? So mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah, it's gonna yeah, yeah. The first gut feeling is usually the right one, but. Don't use it. If you're right. going yeah. from problem to problem and you're having to make like all these gut decisions, there's something wrong in the in there. That should not be how you do it on a regular mm. basis. You should not be surprised.
0: Yes, that should be the outlier is when the decisions on you that you got you don't have a lot of great. That
1: should be you just have to make a decision one in a hundred decisions. decisions. That's a that should be an outlier event Yeah. because if you're having to do that, that means there's something wrong with the, with the system here. If I'm uninformed. About a problem, yep. and I have to make a quick decision. Why wasn't I informed, you know, a month ago, where I could we could sit down and work out a solution rather than me have to make a a quick from the hip decision? Mm-hmm. That's usually a sign that that, that management is not yep. working properly. I would say. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Fun time. Amazing, Dean. Well, thank you. As always, we will see you guys back next week again. As usual, hit us up with any questions, thoughts topics you want us to talk about and we
1: always want to do
0: those so we'll see you next week